know, I just think it's strength in quality movement. You know, um, it's amazing how many people view fitness as different because, you know, some people are like, oh, that person looks fit. And I have some people that come in here, but I just want to look fit. What do you mean by looking fit? Because, you know, I think there's even like a, I don't know, a video or something out there and it shows like, again, a CrossFit athlete and then you look at like a, a you know, just a kind of 5K runner maybe or something like that, someone who might do yoga and you'll look at different body shapes and size and they're like, well, that's not fit. That's just like muscular and bulky and that's fit because of this and that. So I really think it's like down to the individual of how you feel like you want to be fit. You know, I feel fit when I am strong and I'm lifting weights, you know. Um, I don't feel fit when I try to run. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, but I think in general, like, you're going to live longer and be more pain-free living if you move well. Mm-hmm. And whether that comes through running or walking or lifting weights or doing whatever, but um, having quality movement and finding a way to do it you're going to do better when you can pick things up and put them down longer as you live. Mm. Tying your shoe and going to the it bathroom. Makes and everything. Going, yeah. It really does. So, you know, I mean, how you find a way to be strong, um, whether it's in a gym or at home or um, whatever it is, um, inside, outside, um, it's a matter of doing what works and moving well. I am an everyday Good morning, everyone. This is Jared Bass with Mark McCain, and you are listening to Everyday Athlete, a podcast devoted to bringing you the amazing stories behind the lives of day-to-day athletes like yourself. And uh, we are down in Lexington today with Melissa Jutras. I got that right? You got yeah? it right. Yeah, all right. Nice. I practiced it a couple times before then. We're in um, we're big blue strength, and we just had someone leave here. We are talking to them. Uh, so been here since 2014, is that correct? Yep. So uh, we're getting close to, is it at four years or close to four years? Close to four years. Plus four years. Mm-hmm. Um, is this where you've been the whole time? My first, like, brick and mortar. Yes. Yeah. yeah, I was established as an LLC long before, but I was also, like, working out of different spaces. And I was just tired of driving around all day. And I was like, I need to just be localized to one place. There so, um, sweet, sweet space. Yeah, it is very cool. So, uh, I'm not sure what you can see. Maybe we'll do a walkthrough later, but. Um, Kind of explain everything you have here because it's definitely not just a weightlifting and or crossfit gym. We have a lot of things going on here, right, within these four walls. Yeah, um, like I said before, I was driving around all day because I'd have Pilates clients at one location and then I'd have um, a fit camp crossfitty thing at another location and then I'd have um, personal training clients at like two different gyms and it was a lot to schedule. Mm-hmm. And my, like, weightlifting clients would be like, okay, I want to do this with them to help them, like, rehab something or whatever, and I didn't have my Pilates stuff, and I'd be having to, like, mm. too much crossing over and uncrossing over that I didn't want to happen. So um, I just needed a space that I could be like, hey, you need this, and you need that, and everybody needs both. So I have um, a full Pilates studio. I have weightlifting platforms. We have a like CrossFit style area of the gym, so we kind of have like three main areas, and then do a lot of personal training during the day. Cool. Yeah, um, 
and I don't want to get too too far ahead of myself here, but I, I'm actually just curious. So uh, maybe for you, how does how do all these things kind of play into each other as far as um, I think Mark and I could probably mo both make the connection of, of how they play in, but like for the general public, how do you see Pilates complementing weightlifting, complementing CrossFit, and you know, in this little kind of triage here? It's just moving in general, looking for quality movement that applies to life. You know, um, like we were talking earlier about just getting people to move. Mm -hmm. You know, so when someone comes in and they're like, oh, I, I can't bend my knees, I can put them in a supine position and be like, you can bend your knees, mm -hmm. but something happens with gravity that's not working with you mm -hmm. and your stability. So a lot of times I can build things up with somebody until they're ready. Or, you know, I have someone who has old injuries from sports back in the day and they're wanting to Olympic lift or this or that, or they've been Olympic lifting and they have an injury start to come creeping back, you know, and I'm like, hey, I can still get you to do all these things, you know, in a different way, maybe on a reformer or a different piece of equipment is helpful on Pilates, just getting that, um, the way that the spring tension works, um, keeping the muscles engaged concentrically and eccentrically versus always like dumbbell and a lot of concentric work, you can kind of get that eccentric control of the muscle and it kind of helps to rehab a lot of the things so it's kind of like injury prevention with strength gains and mm. my, wait, my wait hold on <coughs> i can't just come in and start snatching and cleaning jerk <laughs> i mean you heard the so, lady that just yeah, she's was, like i'm ready <laughs> that, that was the exact thing i was going to try to lead into and you did an awesome job and we call it the uh, Yosemite Sam syndrome. Whenever they come in, and just, you know, so we're on a main strip here in, in Lexington, and this lady just walked in, and you could tell she was probably in her 50s, 60s, somewhere around she said there, 60s, yeah. 60s. Yeah. And uh, anyway, she's, you know, she said, well, "What do you do here?" And then you said, "Hey, we do, you know, this, this, and this." But you just mentioned Pilates, you know, CrossFit, and weightlifting. She's like, "Well, what are you interested in?" She's like, "All of it," you know, and. Uh, Anyway, the long story short, you basically said, no matter what you're interested in, we need to start with orientation. I need to get to know you, I need to see how you move, um, as opposed to maybe a gym that would just be like, all right, well, there's a CrossFit class it's in an hour, here. like, change, yeah. your, change your clothes and put your shoes on, let's go. Yeah. Um, so, so I think it is super important because, you know, we, we found out over the years, whenever people, you know, people are typically broken whenever they Pretty start, much. you know, especially if you're in your 50s and 60s especially and you're not. as an adult. You know, just it, it is it is like you've taken these habits and, um, you know, growing up playing sports, it's like, all right, game's over. I mean, I'm, I'm good. And it's just like you just went two hours at, you know, mm -hmm. here and then yeah. you're like, all right, well, see you later. Yeah. You know, and that mm -hmm. creates some bad habits later down the road. Um, so just talking to you for the short time we've, we've had here already, I mean, You've obviously had a wealth of knowledge. Where did uh, fitness start for you? Um, I did sports like all growing up. Um, I'm from New Hampshire, so I mean, you do different sports all year round. Everybody does winter sports um, and summer sports. So um, I was coaching like gymnastics, tumbling, and choreographing cheerleading and dance routines when I was in high school. And then coming off to college, I was either looking at nursing or teaching and came down here actually for nursing um, to go to UK and um, from New Hampshire from New Hampshire okay. um, they had a good nursing program yeah and then um, got my CNA and I just never wanted to wipe somebody's butt ever again Ooh. so um, yeah beside your sons yeah, yeah. exactly <laughs> so um, after that I, I kind of went undeclared and um, 
I kind of started taking them like, I need to like learn how to lift weights. So I took like some conditioning classes because again, all you know is like going around and throwing out at the gym mm -hmm. by yourself or something. And at the time, UK had a converted racquetball court and this really tiny weight room with like one little tiny set of dumbbells and a Nautilus circuit. Mm -hmm. And so, um, but I really enjoyed that class and just kind of continued into like some um, kinesiology kind of stuff and then um, realized I that kind of combined my love for health and teaching. So I was like, this is this is like what I wanted to do. I didn't know it existed though. Yeah. You know, like no one talks to you as an advisor when you're in like high school to be like, you should do kinesiology. Mm -hmm. yeah. It's like, again, it's not one of the listed things. So I didn't even know it existed until like I had to explore it myself. So, um, and that's just going through your like class thing to sign up, you know, and you're like, oh, what's this? I think I'll take that and see what that's like. Yeah, it's so, super that's interesting awesome. to see how those paths start to develop. You know, you think you're on this one path and then <laughs> yeah. you're taking a sharp right or sharp left and it sends you a completely different way. Yeah. Um, so getting into uh, post-graduate after, after kind of going through these kinesiology classes, um, where did that kind of bring you as far as getting, for, it's a big jump I'm sure, but from getting there to here now? Um, I moved back home after college and worked at um, a gym as a personal trainer. Uh, most people start that way. Um, I also taught a lot of group fitness classes. I coached at a sports performance um, institute. Um, I got my USA weightlifting back in 2005. I got my, at the time they did sports performance separately. So I got that as well. Um, and I got involved. I was doing weightlifting up there back then. In 2005, <laughs> you were well ahead of the curve as far as like seeing the popularity of the sport grow. I mean, that, back then it was like there's few and far between. It predates know. CrossFit. Yeah, you know, I mean, the, pretty much predating the, the beginning of where you see CrossFit boom. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm sure it was much different then than it is now. Yeah, I mean, I was doing my fit camp back then, and this guy at the gym I was doing it at, um, he brought me this, like, stapled packet of paper, and he's like, you should look at this. You pretty much do this CrossFit thing. Yeah, pretty cool. And I just kind of shrugged it off, not even thinking about it, because I was like, man, this guy is probably this like article, whatever. And didn't know at the time. I mean, this was probably 2006, maybe 2007, um, that he brought me this piece of paper, and I just didn't even think about it. And then look where it is now. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, so. it's funny too because there's when you really. We were reading through CSCS book, and it's like you're reading through it, and you're like, "This is just CrossFit." Everything yeah. they really recommend, even though they're they're in a lawsuit. I don't know if they're still in that lawsuit together, but like, you know, there was this big legal battle, and it's like you guys do the same thing. Yeah. You know, none of this is new. No. <laughs> it's just it's, it's putting into thing. a sporting atmosphere that there makes it a little bit different, right? Mm -hmm. um, Mark was talking on the way down here about Greg Almondson. You know, the first his first CrossFit workout being. You know, put against someone. It's like I always worked out with people. Is like, it never worked out against someone? Yeah. Like, that's really that was the shift. Yep. Working you out against someone. You do it a lot faster. You do it a lot faster. They lay on the floor for a while afterwards. Pretty much. Yeah. So how um, did you kind of move into uh, maybe CrossFit? So in 2005, you've weightlifting, right? So mm -hmm. when do you you know you said you kind of noticed? Uh, oh yeah, I kind of do this CrossFit thing. Shrug to the side. When do you notice that like oh this is something that I'm gonna kind of go into a little bit more? 
Um, so in so I was doing a lot of weightlifting back then. Took a little break, got a little more focused into my Pilates, and then when I was down here, I'm like, man, I really haven't weightlifted in a while, so I want to get back in and find a coach. And um, so I was um, looking for a uh, hey there um, a weightlifting coach and found John Spurlock at Big Blue CrossFit, and I was like, I did my um, my internship at UK, so I was like, well, I know that their level of knowledge is pretty good, and it's not just, because by that time, 2010, 11, I'd known more about CrossFit, and I was like, well, I, I really just want to do weightlifting, but, you know, I got involved with the CrossFit and weightlifting there, and um, kind of that was my kind of jump back into it after a few years hiatus. Can I take a quick break? Sure. Can you take sure. a quick break? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> That's okay. We'll be right back. Hi everyone, this is Jared Baston. And I'm Mark McCain. And we are the owners of Triumph Strength and Conditioning. We opened Triumph Strength in 2013 with a group of small committed members and we have grown into a thriving community. <laughs> CrossFit is, it's a high intensity workout that's always changing, encompassing your full body. CrossFit is also scalable. You don't have to be a professional athlete to perform in our program. Whether you have a pull up or not, we're going to show you the proper progression to maximize your performance each and every day. Best thing is, is this program for you. There's zero guesswork behind your day to day here. You show up, there's a workout plan led by a qualified trainer. Think of it much like group personal training, individualized attention in a group setting. Since 2013, we've become more than just a CrossFit gym. Now we offer a variety of programs. In 2014, we started Triumph Barbell Club with a group of five members and have grown into the largest barbell club in the tri-state. We also offer personal training. This is usually sports specific, whether you're training for the big game or just trying out for the team, we got you covered. And every weekend, we have three chances for you to bring friends and family into the gym and introduce them to the community. Over the past five years, we've built Triumph from a gym into a community and into a family. It's a place where you can come, take a break from your hectic work week, enjoy some time with friends, and celebrate the triumphs of your daily life. If you'd like to learn more, head over to triumphstrength.net and click the Get Started button. Hope to see you soon. <laughs> All right, and we're back. Uh, short intermission there. Um, we were talking a little bit about getting into kind of the world of CrossFit, which uh, kind of just judging by the space, it probably takes up the most space, but I, I kind of get the feeling that it's not, definitely not your main focus. Do you think that it's split kind of evenly? Is it like, you know, we do a lot more weightlifting than we do anything else? Because from the sound of it, your, your first passion was weightlifting. That's what I like. Um, I started off trying to go into being a strength coach. And then when you realize that like you're limited by like where schools are and things like that, I'm like, I don't wanna like 
live in North Dakota or like some of these other places because that's the only job you can find is it. So you're talking more of like I want to be a strength coach for a certain first like a, right like back in the day it was like yeah like I wanted okay. to be a strength coach and then it yeah, was like yeah the opportunities then are not the same as they are now no 2003 there was like very few female strength coaches and the jobs weren't like very they were few and far between and I didn't want to move everywhere and anywhere I was really like you know I kind of want to like live where I want to live so um, that's when I just was like, well, let's see what the opportunities are doing like the personal training thing and stuff like that. And that's when um, I, was, I had moved back to New Hampshire and started that kind of journey. And then I had wanted, I was again working at a sports performance place. So I was kind of like still doing all the things and I was like lift, you know, Olympic lifting at the time and, and whatnot. And then um, I started, um, I took a Pilates class when I was at UK one of my last few semesters, and I, I really sucked at it, and I got mad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so then I was like, okay, I really. It's weird how that happens. Yeah, you're like, I can lift all these weights, and then I can't do this little thing she's talking about. So then I really kind yeah. of like dove into that to be like, there's a reason why like that's hard for me, mm-hmm. and I want to like get better at it. So yeah, I kind of efficiency there. Yeah, absolutely. And that's not everybody. And that's you know? right. That's that definitely speaks to your character. You know, again, um, and call it gut feelings. But we've just, you know, we've done a few of these, and you just, you kind of talk to people, and you just get these gut feelings. Again, we talked about Drew the other day, where it's like it's 22, and his he's more humble than most adults. Mm-hmm. You know, at 22, being a regionals athlete, and like the same thing for you, where it's like, wow, this is put in front of me, and I don't feel like I I'm great at it, and. I have the humility and the acceptance to know that, like, I'm not good at this, but I'm going to do everything I can to become better at it. Yeah, and, and just seek the knowledge out. You know, you have to be a constant student in this profession, and it sounds like you're just like, oh, this is another chance to learn stuff. You yeah. know, so that, I think that's really cool. Um, one of the things you mentioned was um, starting out and not there not being a lot of female strength coaches. Obviously, we are not females. Uh, just maybe from a female perspective, well, you know, well, if I had long hair, maybe. But... Um, <laughs> Maybe from a female perspective, just, uh, you know, what's it like being a strength coach as a woman, especially, you know, starting back then when there wasn't these opportunities? Did you, did you, did you find there roadblocks? Is there... Yeah, I mean, it took me a while to, like, be that person that was confident enough to, like, say, okay, I can be the gym owner at this point in my career. You know, I mean, I get some kids that are doing, like, observation hours, and they're like, I want to own a gym. And I think, like, so you think you're going to get out of school and, like, next year open a gym? Maybe you should go work in the field first yeah, and right. get some experience, get some knowledge, do all the things. Mm-hmm. And that's where I feel nice. like all of us had to do. We all had to go work as a personal trader in this kind of atmosphere and work in this atmosphere and work in, you know, for this person and that person. Kind of see, I was, you know, working for someone and watch how they run a business and all those types of things so that I would feel comfortable because that's the stuff they don't teach you in school is how oh. to run a business. And why they don't teach you that, I don't understand. No. It needs to be an adult class, just like I'm yeah. an adult. But, you know, even you said it yourself, like, this place was not how it looks four years ago. Yeah. And so, you know, we always joke that if you never want to be consistently working out, just make sure you open a gym. You know, because that's kind of the same route. People think that it's just this... But you work out all day. Yeah, exactly. I rarely, like, it takes me all day to try to plan my, like, 45-minute, maybe hour, like, block, and then someone walks in the door or the phone rings or whatever and have to check this email, like, right now, and 
and then I'm like, oh, there goes another day where I barely snuck in 30 minutes. <laughs> Time management, it's tough. It's hard. Because, like, I mean, obviously, you said we've been here for not even an hour, and two people have walked in, and those aren't planned, <laughs> no. you know, always. Yeah. So. And you kind of get sucked into, obviously, appeasing them, not appeasing them, but genuinely having them come through and seeing a new space and yeah. um, and having obviously a benefit of being on the main drag definitely helps that we don't get nearly as many walk-ins that, that something like this would for sure because we're often in an industrial road so um, so weightlifting kind of being the the forefront for you um, you know I, I saw pictures of you at Masters Nationals and uh, like you said you're you're pushing a baby around and things like that. So, what was that experience like? Was that was it your first time at Master Nationals? You've been there Third before. Time. Third. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, um, you've been lifting since. I started really in like two, oh, 2002, 2003. Okay. Um, in 2007, um, I actually had some seizures and couldn't drive anymore. Whoa. So then it was like I couldn't get a ride to the gym. So my parents would just bring me to work and bring me home, and I kind of stopped doing a lot of things. But um, I just worked out at the gym that I was at, which didn't have bumper plates and all that kind of stuff. So you just, I just squatted, deadlifted, and stuff like that. Sorry um, to jump in. Were you were you uh, self-taught, or did you have like a coach? Um, I learned from my internship at UK really, because okay. a lot of their athletes do, you know, power cleans, hang cleans, you know, snatching and stuff like that. And then I was able to kind of continue that when I moved home and was. Um, at our like, I was working at a Cats, which is out of California, but they have a couple locations up in Massachusetts. So I was working there and you know training athletes, um, using Olympic lifting and stuff. And that's when I was getting my certifications and stuff like that. And then, um, then in 2007, I moved back here and just kind of like you didn't hear any weightlifting around here. There really so it was nothing. So it just kind of like. I was focused on Pilates and personal training and just kind of did that and then it was like man I'm really like miss Olympic lifting like a lot so that was when my like search started of like I don't even know where to go to find anything mm -hmm. you know and at the time there wasn't like I don't I maybe got Facebook in 2008 so you didn't really go to Facebook to find anything at that time yeah there was not Facebook business like no. that was not really a thing you're talking that's just blown up in the last couple of years so you're yeah. you're almost like you know at that point, probably even Yahoo. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like yeah. Yahoo searches were still a thing back then. But um, so, seeing this need, was it uh, kind of like you said? You have an interest in it. So, did you just kind of start like I'm going to start out on my own, or did you actually find a place to go? I went over to UK, okay. um, exactly where I went, did my internship, and they had started CrossFit. And I was like, well, if this is how I can Olympic lift, this is where I'll go. Yeah, right. And it was either um, that or maybe one of the other CrossFits or whatever, but it's like a mile from my house, so I was like, sure. sweet. So um, I started doing that and then just um, kind of, you know, did CrossFit and weightlifting for a few years and then just kind of like the CrossFit fizzled out for me and just, I solely, I just was like, man, my lifting sucks if I do too much with the CrossFit workouts. So I just make sure that like, you know, I just stuck to the Olympic lifting. Sure. So when you started um, your journey into weightlifting, was that, were you competitive the whole time or did that come later um, <coughs> down the road for you? Um, they were doing a, um, like a team competition um, with Cincinnati and maybe Louisville or something. Okay. And they were like, hey, will you be on our team? 
And I'm like, sure, whatever. Sure. Yeah. And then they're like, hey, you put up some half-decent numbers. If you drop two kilos, you qualify for the American <laughs> Open. Sure. And I thought, hmm, why not? No. So um, I went to um, Ben's old gym in the old, like, uh -huh. um, in the old, uh, what do you call it, um, garage that he had. Yeah. I don't even remember what street that is. But um, we did that, and um, I qualified for the American Open back in 2013. So, um, yeah. And again, just to, just to point how far weightlifting has come in the last couple of years, we went to nationals in Westchester. That was roller skating. Right? <laughs> so was, yes, um, I remember that one. Yeah. Um, that was 2014, wasn't it? Was it Four, yeah, 13, because yeah. 2014. I had planned to go in Salt Lake City. Yeah, so yeah, it's uh, just, we're literally, if I have photos from it, we went and I took, I took pictures and it was, there's like the, the silhouettes of like people roller skating in the <laughs> yeah. background of all these photos and just to think about the American Open series that they are right now, I mean that is a national stage, full backdrop, two these yeah. lot, so. Oh my goodness. So many things. Guard dogs. I know. I know. Not a problem. It's yeah. all good. But, um, so, 2013 is your first time at the American Open, and you are a senior then. Are you, mm -hmm. you're not, so we're not moving into Master Nationals at that point? No. Um, that was, I was 33. Okay. So, and how do you get from there into your uh, Masters Nationals, like just qualifying, so that would be 2015 15, mm -hmm. would put you as um, Masters athlete? Yep. And then um, I thought Savannah, Georgia, that's nice, in yeah. March, so let's take a trip. I don't know what it is about, you look at like Masters Worlds and they're like, we're going, you know, to Spain, or you know, all yeah. these nice, uh, nice warm destinations and things like that. Um, so we go from there, and at that point, are you... So you've been here since 2014, so you've been actually in this space at that point. Was weightlifting a big part of, of where you are at that point in this actual space? Um, at that time, um, we were still part of Central Kentucky Weightlifting with okay. John Spurlock. And so um, some of us, when I was working out at UK, um, I was lifting with some of their GAs and stuff like that, so I still communicate with some of those people. Um, and now they're in different parts of the country um, after getting jobs. And so um, they um, kind of evolved. He kind of moved up at UK. A lot of their roles changed at um, Kentucky like Olympic sports and their strength coaches have moved around. And um, so, so he kind of let Central Kentucky Weightlifting go, and that's why I was like, well, there's no official USA Weightlifting Club around here then. So that's why we kind of all transferred so over you started, to you Big filled Blue's a, Weightlifting. Yeah, filled a need then at that point. Yep. Yeah. Um, and I guess just in a microcosm, how have you seen that grow here, just within your, your four walls, and we kind of go out from there? Um, you know, we're still working on establishing ourselves, and that's where I kind of feel like there's some people that, like, we've had a few people walk in, and, and, and they look at me like, you own the gym? Oh, a little girl owns the gym. Oh, there's yeah. no way. So, um, you know, and then my husband looks like he lifts weights. Yeah. So it's like I'm not validated sometimes until he stands next to me, and they're like, oh, 
oh, okay, so he must own the gym. Yeah. No, I, no, actually, Mark, I own the gym. Mark is a, he's a, like a, again, this is, again, just goes into, uh, as business owners, we have a little bit different perspective, you know, I'm sure having experienced that, you walk into a place uh, a little bit different perspective than someone walking off the street, but I know Mark had a, kind of a same kind of experience where I think it was like a deadlift. You visited somewhere. Oh, you guys yeah. deadlift yeah. or something like that. It was just like, the guy didn't want anything to do with him and then, you know, Mark's deadlift in like 525 and he's like, oh, we're best friends now. Yeah. You know, like, I don't know why people need this validation tick. Of no, like, I, I uh, just to fill that up, I just asked the guy if he had any belts and he said, well, we don't use belts here. And I was like, all right. I'm dropping it the first time I just remember. I'm like, okay, that's, that's cool, man. And then, like I said, once I started loading the weight on, he was like, oh, oh, they're, they're in the back. I'm like, I didn't know you were going to be lifting weights. It's like, that's what we're doing, right? Deadlift. Yeah. Anyway, it was just, you know, so, and again, first impressions are, you know, they're, they're tough, but just talking to you for a little bit, I'm like. Well, the funny thing is, is we both walked into this space and we're like, this is awesome. Yeah. You know, like, and it's <laughs> like, it doesn't matter who owns it, you know? Literally a gym that I would want to train at if I had lived around here. Yeah. Honestly, there's a lot just a little attention to details, which is different bars and yokes, and really fill the space up with a lot of cool stuff, like yeah. really cool stuff. So anyway, um, Yeah, so moving into um, your kind of role, so you, you're feeling this need at Big Blue Strength that you know is now kind of maybe dispersed because, like you said, these other people are filling these other roles. Um, how does that lead you into kind of where you are now? So now you are Kentucky State President, um, and it sounds like you're just filling a bigger need. So I think you and I are maybe in the same boat if we look at the state of Kentucky in weightlifting, and it's almost non-existent uh, in comparison to other states, even just Ohio and, and Indiana. Right. You know, um, like I know Will Fleming does a great job in Bloomington yeah. and things like that, and you know, Ohio has Ohio State which there's a lot of really strong people up there. Um, so how do you kind of move into this, filling this need for the whole state on accident? Yeah, I mean, I guess it's like just showing up with, you know, a handful of lifters at a lot of different meets, um, getting to know people, because hmm. right before, um, you know, we went to the, a covert meet, um, what, a month ago, a month and a half ago now, and, you know, I know all those guys and a lot of other people from Louisville, so I guess it's just being in the scene for, you know, a while and just getting to know a lot of people by showing up and, and just being there all day with different athletes. And, I don't know. I don't. 90% of the job is showing up sometimes. Yeah. And just making sure no, no one wants to coach, you know? Yeah. So, um, I know you have like Lavetta up there and stuff. Um, and it's like, you know, we've gone to different places and she's like, hey, I don't have a coach with me or someone will show up and it's like, and we can't go to everything. So right. it's like, what I want to try to build with Kentucky weightlifting in general is like making sure everybody's covered. There's a lot of people that are don't have a club affiliation and, you know, or, I mean, it's okay to train at your own home, but it's, you know, nice to have a club to be involved in too. It's just, just like anything else. You, yeah. you have, it's a, there's a, weightlifting is different in that it is very, it's, it's the solitude with it. I mean, you're on a platform by yourself, but yeah. man, it team. makes a big difference when you are lifting with someone else versus lifting um, you know, by your by yourself, um, yeah. and and like a lot of people don't understand the need for that coach, you know, right. to telling the 
you're there to make lifts. Your coach is there to tell you when to take those lifts. Yes. You know, so you can shut your brain off and focus on the task at hand. Absolutely. Which is one six lift at things. a time. Yes. You know, that's exactly. it. That is the, that is the big difference. Um, just out of curiosity, what is the big draw for weightlifting as opposed to like the sport of CrossFit? You said it kind of fizzled out for you. Um, you know, we made sacrifices when we chose this space of tall ceilings and, you know, being able to do like muscle ups and rope climbs and things like that, you know, and it's like, there's already three other CrossFits and one of them has two locations in Lexington. Yeah. You know, they have games teams and all that stuff there. Like, I don't need to be that other mm -hmm. gym to do that. <coughs> so, um, but you know, we, we're all like weightlifters. Um, at, at heart so it's um, one of those things that you know they're crossfitters when it comes down to it and I'll let them have that it, it's not like my diehard like love I love lifting weights and um, if I can help people do that better then I don't mind taking on that as our niche versus being just another crossfit so we have crossfit but it's more like general fitness crossfit sure so. yeah, yeah it's, it's, and, and again I think there's there's the need for for all of those, obviously. You know, you have a need for your high level kind of stuff. Yeah. You're fine. That's okay. Yeah. They they hate the uh, the little pump thing he has. It's my, a head of dog my, that used to hate my dog bicycles. Bikes. Yes. Yeah, even the wheels. I don't yep. know what it is. So we'll take a quick break and okay. just hang out for a second. Thanks. <laughs> special guest now yes yeah and this is Joey Joey Hi, Joey Jojo. he is yeah. eating he is now awake um, yes. so uh, you know we were while you were kind of getting things together you're juggling a lot of different stuff right yeah. so impressive. yeah it is very impressive very just to watch feel like I need to set my game up I know right <laughs> so so how do you juggle uh, all these different things going on at all times it's a lot of time management yeah <laughs> a lot of planning ahead yeah so um, probably some patience yep <laughs> yes definitely so I mean pretty much like you said you know um, when people come here they know that like hey this is my like I'm here more than I'm at home so right. this is my home too right so you're gonna have my dogs you're gonna have my kid you're gonna have my husband you're gonna have the whole gang you know um, so I encourage people to you know bring their kids and you know I don't have a in a sense childcare room yeah so you know the kids sit on the floor they read books or you know we give them things to work out or they work out with their parents kind of thing sure. um, so we encourage um, you know kids to get involved versus like just a kid going sitting in the corner and you know doing something separate sure yeah I mean I think that's super important we we recently introduced a fit family class that allows the, the parents to actually work out with their kids and it's just we don't have kids yet but I mean you when you see it and you're like wow that's you're literally having not only a bond together but doing something physically that is better for them you know rather than them just taking a back seat and sitting on the lobby or something like that so yeah um, so becoming, going back to kind of what we were talking about earlier, just the uh, 
Kentucky State president, where you know what are your your big goals? I mean, you said you want you want everyone to have this have a coach. You want, I think, just maybe a sense of community, kind of what I get from Absolutely. you. Absolutely. You know, um, having a cohesive kind of oneness. Uh, I heard you kind of mention it before. Like, it's not, I'm not the president. Like. I'm just the spokesman for everyone. That's kind of how I see it as, you know, yeah. like I just have to be the one that deals with USA weightlifting. Yeah. <laughs> you get to tackle all the fun stuff. Of, yeah. Yeah. The communication part of back and forth. Exactly. Exactly. So um, where would you like to kind of see things go over the next, is it, is it just one, is it per year? I think it's two. Two? Okay. So where do you kind of want to see things go over the next two years? I just want to see more cohesiveness between all parts of Kentucky. Um, you know, I know Ben was trying to move around, like the state meet to different parts of the state. You know, like, yes, Louisville's centralized, as he was mentioning, but, you know, trying to put it in either Lexington or Northern Kentucky or Western Kentucky or things like that. Um, so the Open this fall is in Western Kentucky <coughs> and kind of moving it around that way. Um, and that way people also see different parts of the state because, you know, in a three-hour span for us, I mean, we've been to meets up in... Indiana, we've been in Ohio, we've been in different areas, and I still haven't been to Western Kentucky for a meet. Um, but again, Ohio and Indiana, there's meets all the time. Yeah. So um, trying to get more meets on our calendar and things like that, getting more people involved. And then just highlighting our athletes, I think, a bit more. Mm. Um, you know, highlighting youth um, weightlifting, highlighting our masters weightlifters. Um, just kind of getting people to like get to know each other um, and that you know that way we all show up to all the meets together and you know make it a little more fun and kind of like reunite every year and whatnot um, so um, I'm hoping to kind of you know get more things involved on the website and the social media aspect of like you know, highlighting, okay, look at these two athletes from Kentucky are going to nationals. Um, let's all support them, you know, if there's, you know, some people want to go to nationals and, you know, um, if there's a way of supporting them financially or, you know, just cheering them on or getting pe more people to just watch it in general when, yeah. you know, they're, when they're lifting. Yeah, introducing right. people to sport has is, is definitely been pretty, pretty fun, honestly. You know, you get people who just think of it uh, like you just go up there and snatch and clean well the the little nuances here and there I think are what makes it super exciting you know um, and every now and then you, and you really get to dive deep and you see a battle between two 69 kilo weightlifters you know yeah. like that's it's a little bit more of the in-depth stuff but to see people get excited about a new sport uh, is probably the most exciting thing at least at least me personally yeah um, because Again, sport as adults is a little bit different than, than sports as kids. So you, yeah. I think you, you're seeing the, the master's level athletes picking up weightlifting later on in life and realizing that I can do this and not feel completely beat down, you know, which I feel like it happens from time to time in CrossFit if you take it to that you know, level. next level. Yeah. You know, you can train four or five days a week, do it correctly, and not feel like you're being crushed. Well, and especially where, like, I mean my dad ran you know and that's like all people end up doing running or triathlons or something like that when they get older mm -hmm. and that's really time consuming and, and it's, it's just equally as, oh my gosh yeah. I don't know it, and you're not building muscle yeah right yeah, you're, you're and that's part of system you're not yeah. yeah you're not you're not getting a lot of anaerobic work that's the thing that I've really noticed with um, just 
seeing our little barbell club kind of flourish lately and, and really adapt and uh, like you're kind of saying there with your intentions on uh, being the president is just building that community yeah. for our, you know, our gym started out as a CrossFit gym and you know CrossFit obviously is, is its own community but seeing this barbell club really form and, and have this uh, kind of micro community within our bigger community of CrossFit and seeing what that's become has been really exciting. And to be able to maybe do that statewide uh, would be they're all struggling. Really cool to watch. They're all struggling through a 90% week right now. Yeah. So it's it's like seeing them like kind of rally together, like they're doing pause back squats, and it's like, yeah. all right, we're gonna get through this together, you right. know. And it's like you just don't you don't really have that in another setting. Like it's just weird. I'm sure you do in powerlifting, but that's a sport I don't know a whole lot about. So yeah. Um, so do you do you guys host meets here? We have. We've done a couple like in-house meets, um, and then we've done um, one sanctioned meet last year. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, I'm not going to want to put all that together right after I have a baby. So our next one is August 25th. It's um, getting ready to be posted on USA Weightlifting site. So that'll be our. We did it last year in July, and so this year we'll end up doing it in August. As more like a back to school meet. Sure. So, um, how how do well? I guess twofold. Uh, I guess you answer one or the other first. But how does uh, someone who like, especially like, we've seen a boom in weightlifting because of, of the sport of CrossFit. I don't think there's any denying that. Right. Um, how does someone who's listening kind of get started in the sport uh, as far as maybe starting a club? So. Um, Starting a club and those kinds of things are all done on USA Weightlifting's website. We're hoping on, um, Ben started um, Kentucky Weightlifting's website um, and kind of put some links on there to help you find a club. So people that post to clubs, you can go on USA Weightlifting's and type in like your zip code and find a weightlifting club or start your own. Um, and then um, we're hoping that, that our website kind of we can help continue to build that and help highlight more club owners and getting people to kind of get their name out there for certain clubs and things like that so that people join your club. Sure. Because um, it's not, I mean, it's a, it's still money to start a club. Yeah. You have to pay every year. Yeah. So you want to have people in your club. Yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> and not to mention the, the cost of equipment. Is, yes. Pretty substantial. Yes. I mean, as far it's not as a pair of running shoes. Yeah. yeah uh, you know, correct proper bumpers and things like that costed a pretty penny. They're not just like your, uh, you know, we have our your your plain black platinum you know, rubber bumpers, but your competition bumpers are always way more expensive than you are Absolutely. usually expecting to pay. Yeah. Not to mention barbells and platforms and jerk blocks and all that fun stuff <laughs> that comes along with it. Um, how I guess the the, then the other side of the question is. Um, how does a person who is maybe interested in getting started in weightlifting, what would you suggest kind of their first steps be? Find a coach. Because no matter where that coach is, you want to have someone that can work with you that's going to get to know you. Um, and I think that comes with any sport and any like sort of situation that comes, especially with fitness, because I mean, if you are gonna be working out at home, have somebody that you can maybe go see once in a while at least, or once a week, um, that can check in with you, because I mean, the last thing you wanna do is build imbalances and bad form and build injuries, and then you start really liking something and then you get hurt. Yeah. 
Absolutely. You know, so it's mainly like find a coach that you know is knowledgeable, that knows is certified, and that's willing to work with you and, you know, not give you like, here's a program I found online. You know, yeah, because I mean, there's a lot of them out there. You can go online and find a ten dollar program anywhere. Yeah, you know, I mean, and you're welcome to try it and see how it does for you. Um, But you know, it's like, and that's probably going to work fine for a while, and then you're going to be slacking in certain areas. You know, um, I've had a girl come from um, Eastern Kentucky or something like that, and you know, she had this guy that she met that she thought was. Um, giving her a program and it was snatch, deadlift I mean, snatch, clean and jerk um, back squat every single day <laughs> she did oh, I was wow. like, oh um, and he's like, you don't need to do anything else that's all you need to do I was like, oh Incorrect. Well, <laughs> um, so you're doing no pulls no deadlifting no like working on pulling strength in a sense like you're not doing any accessory work to build overhead strength or core strength and anything and just back squats oh okay yeah well um so she just did the same thing every day for a really long time that sounds exhausting <laughs> i know i was like yeah. i can't believe you stuck with this <laughs> yeah good kudos yeah. by the way for, for doing it so um so yeah. what i guess you mentioned you touched on a couple things what do you if, if you're again brand new sport walking into a gym and you say I want a coach and someone says I'm a coach what do you look for in a good coach um, I want to see some sort of education behind that person um, and I want to see that they also walk their talk you know um, there's some people like I mean that's why I'm like I, I don't I, I'm not the big crossfitter yeah. so I I can't sit there and be like oh my god I can totally get you to the games because I'm probably not your person. Yeah. I'm not your person. But I can well, yeah. I can help you get to nationals and weightlifting. Mm-hmm. So I can help you do that part. I can help you get out of, like, injuries and things like that. But I'm not your CrossFit coach. If you want to do that, there's a place across town that will totally help you get there. Um, I'm just not your girl for that. So, I mean, look for somebody that... Um, you know, knows what they're talking about, knows how to do proper programming for, and if you have an injury or something like that, are they capable of dealing with that? Workarounds. And working around things that, you know, and taking into consideration like, hey, your, you know, your age, your lifestyle, things like that, and then your goals. Some people like, you know, don't care about competing as much as others. The majority. Of yeah. People, when you look at that national <coughs> kind of CrossFit, that's really like the one percent of the one percent. Yeah. Um, you know, it might be a little bit bigger percentage that compete locally, so on and so forth. But yeah, one of the gyms, one of the gyms we follow, um, called Deuce Gym, they're, they're they're very well known out in Venice, uh, California. Been able to speak to the owner a couple of times, just uh, uh, business related. He funny thing is they they were really successful. They're having multiple locations. And then he actually quit the business to go be a uh, RV uh, tour guide, like in the in the Midwest somewhere, just with his wife and, and kid, and just totally looks like he's living the dream kind of thing. Uh, but on their wall at their gym, it, it says zero game athletes trained. You know, and they're one of the most well-respected gym out there. Their their co-owner heads up the CrossFit Strongman um, seminar. Okay. So just I think it becomes more about what you're about. It's like, you know, I think you have to make uh, certain sacrifices to train games athletes, to train nationals weightlifters, to train. You have to, you're putting them a little bit more on a pedestal, I think, and it's a very 
it's a very hard balance yeah. and you have to as a business owner as a community decide that hey this is what we're about or we're going to go down this different road well it's also yeah. just you know to jump in real quick um it's also you know if rich running shows up at your gym or whatever it doesn't you know he's the four-time fittest man on earth doesn't mean that you were a good coach you know what i mean like the, just just that that pedigree yeah um so you know to your point of finding a good coach I wouldn't look for someone that's like, well, I've trained 10 games athletes. Yeah. Yeah. And that doesn't always mean, or 10 national champions. Or, or I'm a games athlete, or I'm a national weightlifter. It doesn't mean you're a good coach. Mm -hmm. it's both, right. It works both ways. I think it's a teamwork, too. Mm -hmm. You know, like, you have to understand somebody's personality. Sure. You know, like, how I, 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 I treat each person I work with totally different sometimes because I'm like you have to work with their personality psychology absolutely there's going to be so, some people that you can push and prod yeah. and some people need know. a hug some people need a kick in the butt yeah yeah and I'm like stop some trying to max out that's not in your program that's, yeah. not, that's not what you're supposed to be oh, doing got to ruin people <laughs> and it's <laughs> keyword yeah. yes maxing yes stop it exactly but 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 I'm like slow down yeah uh, yeah it's, this uh, is part of a cycle there's some science behind what we're trying to do here having people try Trust the process yeah. is very tough. Yeah. Um, especially if they do come from a CrossFit background where they're, we know as people who program, um, you know, CrossFit, we know the method behind the madness, but they see it as throwing stuff at a wall and see what sticks. Yeah. So they, they're used <laughs> to this go, 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 and then you bring someone into a weightlifting world and it's, you know, it's like, well, why are we at 70%? It feels really light today. I'm like, I know. I'm glad it feels <laughs> light. Good. <laughs> yeah, go faster. Yes. Be quicker on the bar. Be more, more dynamic. So getting people to shift that mindset from one sport into the next um, is, is fun, uh, but also very challenging. Yeah. Um, I know you're super busy, so we won't keep you here all day, but there is one question that we ask everyone that comes on the show uh, at the end and just kind of seeing what they uh, they provide an answer has always been exciting. It's a very simple question of what is your definition of fitness? Oh, let's see. <laughs> yeah, I know. No, so, I'm just like. This, what, what's really yeah, exciting about movement. this is you have yeah you have yeah. a very wide spectrum of, of things that you do here. So it can be whatever you think. You know, I just think it's strength in quality movement. Mm -hmm. You know. Um, it's amazing how many people view fitness as different because, you know, some people are like, oh, that person looks fit. And I have some people that come in here, but I just want to look fit. What do you mean by looking fit? Because, you know, I think there's even like a, I don't know, a video or something out there and it shows like, again, a CrossFit athlete and then you look at like a, a you know, just a kind of 5K runner maybe or something like that, mm -hmm. someone who might do yoga, and you'll look at different body shapes and size, and they're like, well, that's not fit. That's just, like, muscular and bulky, and that's fit because of this and that. So I really think it's, like, down to the individual of how you feel like you want to be fit. You know, I feel fit when I am strong and I'm lifting weights, you know. Um, I don't feel fit when I try to run. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so... Um, yeah, but I think in general, like, you're going to live longer and be more pain-free living if you move well. Mm -hmm. And whether that comes through running or walking or lifting weights or doing whatever, but um, having quality movement and finding a way to do it, you're going to do better when you can pick things up and put them down longer as you live. 
mm. tying your shoe and going to the it bathroom makes and everything. Going, yeah, it really does. So you know, I mean, how you find a way to be strong, um, whether it's in a gym or at home or um, whatever it is, um, inside, outside, um, it's a matter of doing what works and moving well. Awesome. Well, uh, thank you so much for taking time out of your absolutely hectic schedule. <laughs> you cool. are, uh, you're very, very, it's, it's, like I said, you were kind of dealing with some people and were like, just very impressed by your presence, mm -hmm. uh, your space, obviously everything you're building here. And I know this is, a, as a part of Kentucky Weightlifting, I'm excited for you to be a part of it um, and excited to see it grow and over the next couple of years. Yeah, so. Where excited. can uh, people find you? Yeah. Do you have uh, some social media handles or just uh, um, Boo? Yeah, uh, we have um, at Boo Boo Strength for um, Instagram and M-S-J-U-T-R-A-S, Ms. Jutras um, is my Instagram handle, personal handle. Um, and then we're both on Facebook, both those pages. Um, I have a separate Big Blue Pilates page as well on Facebook. Um, and uh, website? Website, Fantastic. If you're in Lexington, come check out the space. Yeah, definitely check them out. Um, thank you all for listening to Everyday Athlete. Join us next week as we dive deep into the lives of those who make us great. Thanks again. Thank you. Thanks.